Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the seventh chapter, the first to the eleventh verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. Now for the matters you wrote about. It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has his own gift from God. One has the gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our study uh, of Paul's first letter to the church in the city of Corinth. Uh, the last time we looked at the eighth and the ninth verses of the seventh chapter where we read, uh, now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried, as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. I hope that you have been following along carefully uh, in uh, this letter with us. To, to, to not only study as we go along, but to study in advance. Uh, and if you have been, and if you've been following us, you will know that the entire seventh chapter, Paul is addressing questions that have been posed to him in a letter that we don't have the benefit of having. So he's responding to questions that have been uh, put forward uh, to him. Uh, we can determine kind of what the questions are, uh, by the thrust of the, 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 the type of answers that he, he puts forward. But, but I, I guess the whole point of me even bringing this up is don't look at this as, a, as necessarily a theological treatise or a theological expansion of a position on, on uh, 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 civil action in chapter 6, uh, 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 seventh chapter on marriage and relationship. It's, 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 it's not about that, or in fifth chapter on incest. It's, not, it's, it's about here are some questions, here are some issues that have come up, I'm addressing those. Here are some questions, here are some issues, and I'm addressing those. It's, it's kind of like uh, someone, if, if someone, not that you would, I hope you wouldn't, uh, Pastor Meeks, I have a question, should I murder? <laughs> well, the answer is no. Well, that's the answer. But it's not expansive in the context. I, I'm not giving you a full theological explanation or explication, as they would say, of, of, of why you don't murder. But uh, you ask me a question, the answer is no, don't murder. 
Don't, don't. So look at it in this context in, in that way. Um, it's, 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 it's sufficient for what we're doing right now. But let's agree on two things. Let's, 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 let's agree on two things, at least two things. Uh, that the city of Corinth was filled with people and a culture that was focused on pleasing themselves. Okay, that's, that's, that's one. That the city of Corinth was filled with people and had a culture that was focused on pleasing themselves. And the second point is, the culture had a huge influence on the thinking and the behavior of those that were part of the Corinthian church. Two things we can agree on. I hope we can agree on. One, that the culture... And the culture that surrounded Corinth and the people that were in Corinth that made up that culture, uh, it was focused on pleasing themselves. And that culture, that society, those people had a huge impact on the Corinthian church. Well, that's terribly profound, Pastor Meeks. Uh, not too much has changed in 2,000 years, has it? Amen. Not too much has changed in 2,000 years. We're surrounded with people and a culture that tends to have not only a disproportionate impact, but it tends to carry the day. It's, it's, if, if you look back over the arc of your time, it, there, it's, there are certain things, particularly when it comes to movies. There were certain things. I mean, my first movie, <laughs> my, my, my parents, uh, they, they weren't the movie-going type. They just like, no, you're not going to movie. But mom, I want to see Jungle Book. I know, that was, that was I'm dating myself. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was current uh, when I was uh, uh, like that. And I want to see Jungle Book. Well, here's 25 cents. Yes, it was 25 cents. Uh, uh, Penny candy was a penny, too. Uh, uh, 25 cents, and I'll drop you off, and I'll pick you up in an hour. That is like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not keeping you from going there, but I'm not supporting you going there. Well, you dropped it. It's, it's, it's complicated. Just, it's, 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 it's complicated, okay? What am I saying? We go to movies right now. And forget the nudity, the cursing, the everything. And it's just like, man, that was a good movie. <laughs> that, that was a good movie. Did you see such and such? Man, that's R. And that's, that's pretty intense. And it's violent. And it's, it's, it's not, not sexual innuendo. No, it's just blatant sex. And we're just parked up there and I'm eating the popcorn, drinking the soda. And it's, just, <laughs> it's like, we don't blush. We don't blush. Oh, Pastor Meeks, here we go. You're Mr. Prude. It's like, no, no, I'm just, just reflect back on your life and see how much culture has influenced you instead of you influencing culture. See how much of culture has influenced you instead of you influencing culture. So re remember now, uh, in the fifth chapter, as I just shared, Paul wrote concerning incest. And in the sixth chapter, he writes concerning lawsuits among believers. And now here in the seventh chapter, he's answering questions about what it means to be in marital relationship, sexually, in death, in separation, divorce. 
and those that are single but contemplating marriage. I, I'm telling you, for those that say the, the scripture is not practical, I don't know what they're reading. Scripture is very practical. It, it, that, that, that's why, as I was sharing earlier, when, I mean, 1 Corinthians is a tough letter. Can we all agree on that? <laughs> we, we can all agree. See, but that's why we do systematically. We, it's like, okay, we, we're not going to cherry pick and do a thematic something or other, and we're going we're gonna, to, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like skip over this, this part. So because, and so I get it. I, I get it. I'm where you live. I'm where you live. And so I, I feel your pain. Uh, you know, a lot, when you're reading the text, it's like, oh, it's hitting me. That's what the text is supposed to do. It's supposed, you don't go to the gym to sit there and eat. Well, maybe some, some people do, actually. <laughs> I take that back. That's not a good example. Some people go to the gym for anything but gym stuff. They really do. I mean, they, they, they dress up. I mean, that'll preach, man. I, they, they dress up. They got, the, they got the swag on. They got the towel. They got, they got all of this. And it's like, you look like the same person that started this journey two years ago. <laughs> what are you doing at the gym? What are you doing when we assemble? Where's the transformation? Where's the, there, there, you, you ought to be a little, you ought to be a little nicer. You ought to be <laughs> you ought to be a little friendlier. You ought to be a little deeper in, in scriptural knowledge. You ought to you ought to be at some point. It's just like you just kind of hang around. I mean, so the, the beads of sweat from somebody else working out might fall on you. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, all right. Uh, tastes a little salty now. It's like, I don't know. I I I Culture has a way of not only conforming us, but if we're not careful, we will bend or cherry pick scripture to support what we want to do. That's what culture will do. That's why the, the serpent said to Eve, God didn't really, come on, let's be reasonable. God really didn't say that now, did he? Uh, Surely God doesn't expect us to conform to some old, dusty theology. This is the 21st century. You know, again, as I was sharing earlier, birds do it, bees do it. Why shouldn't Christians at City Church do it? It's just like it's everybody's, don't, come on, Pastor Meeks, get with it. Get, do you want people in the chairs or not? Because if you, if you preach the word, it might, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, anyway, all right. Seems that the Corinthians church, church's view on relationships is less that what God intends. It's 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 not it's not it, it it's on incest. Oh oh okay. Well we're so we're so advanced that incest is no big deal. Do you love God? I mean that that that's all that really counts, right? How about suing one another? That's no big deal. You should get what's legally yours, right? You know, you, you're only getting your, only your fair share. Uh, marriage, well, maybe the institution is outdated and overrated. You know, you know, you don't buy a car without kicking the tires, right? You know, you don't test drive it. You know, why, why would you buy a car without test driving it? Why would you get into marriage without test driving it? Doesn't that make sense? See, and the fact that we say, yeah, that kind of makes sense. That just shows you how we have morphed our thinking that, oh, it's, it's, it's okay. 
What am I saying? I'm saying is that some theologians have speculated that the questioning by the church is a reflection of their misplaced desire uh, to have a greater relationship with God by diminishing or eliminating our relationships with one another. I know that seems weird. That seems really weird. Let me help you. Chapter 5, dealing with incest. We're so spiritually above that. Incest is no big deal. If a son wants to sleep with a stepmom, we're beyond that. That's, that's okay. That's a, you love God, right? You know, so it's all good. Marriage? Get married? Not married? Yeah. Who cares? What really matters is that you have this wonderful relationship with God. And that trumps anything else. It trumps incest. It trumps marriage. It trumps everything else. Uh, that's why Paul writes about what it means to be in re relationship, uh, especially sexually in the first seven, as we dealt with a few weeks ago, the first seven verses, and here in the eighth and ninth, ver in the eighth and ninth verses. What am I saying? The bottom line is you can't love and worship God who you've never seen and mismanage, uh, misuse, abuse people that you see every day. And that includes, and that includes relationships sexually you can't you can't you can't it's like well let me you know even board games don't allow you to do that well let me just skip over a few spaces and get to the to the winner's circle or let me get it's like no that's not how that's, that's not how it's played that's not how it works uh so bottom line is you can't rightly say you love god who we've never seen and deal poorly with the one another who we see every day so if you've been married and now we're not, the best thing you can do is to stay that way. But if you have the can't help it, as I like to say it, then marry. That's okay. That's what Paul is saying here in the, in the, in the eighth and ninth verse. If, you, if you've been married and you're not married, the best thing you can do is just, just, just cool your heels. Just, 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 just chill out. Just, just sit tight. But I don't have the gift. Okay, then get married. That's, that's, that's the bottom line, what he's saying. So today, we're looking only at the 10th and the 11th verses where we read, to be married, I give this command, parenthetically, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. Uh, again, some theologians have speculated that Paul is addressing the idea that if, uh, if a relationship is number one, numbers two, three, four, and so on should be eliminated. If a relationship with God is number one, then who cares about marriage or not marriage? Who cares about incest? Who cares about, it doesn't matter because a relationship with God is the most important thing. Uh, but knowing the Corinthians and knowing me, I won't even say you. It may have been, uh, it could have been just an end around to get out of the relationship what we wanted to pursue all along. So I'll say that, but really what I want to do is not be with the one I'm with right now so I can pursue the one I really want. I know, you've never been there, right? You just never, you, you've never been there. It's like, okay, okay, I'm, 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 I'm committed to this person, but person here might... I don't know. I'm confused. I'm, uh, you know, I just, 
you've never been there. I understand. I, I understand. Paul is clear, and he's very explicit. He said, I'm not giving interpretation of Scripture. I'm telling you what I know Christ said. And in the 16th chapter, for you, you guys, Bible students, 16th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, and in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark, we have Jesus' position on marriage and divorce. So let's look at the message version, and I promise I won't be before you much longer, the, 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 the message version of Mark's gospel. Here's the deal. Pharisees came up, intending to give him a hard time. They asked, is it legal for a man to divorce his wife? Gosh, you're religious, you know the drill, you already know the answer, uh, but all right. Jesus said, what did Moses command? They know what Moses said. Uh, they answered, Moses gave permission to fill out a certificate of dismissal and divorce her. Jesus said, Moses wrote this command only as a concession to your hard-hearted hard ways. In the original creation, God made male and female to be together. Because of this, a man leaves father and mother. And in marriage, he becomes one flesh with a woman, no longer two individuals, but forming a new unity. Because God created this organic union, of the two sexes. Not one should be desecrate, not, no one should desecrate his art by cutting them apart. When they were back home, see, see, okay, he gave the instructions to the crowd. Then it's like, okay, the disciples said, like we do in small group, I have some questions. I have some questions. And so they asked Jesus some questions. And when they were back home, the disciples brought it up again. And Jesus gave it to them straight. A man who divorces his wife so he can marry someone else, commits adultery against her. And a woman who divorces her husband, so she, can carry, so she can marry someone else, commits adultery. We can all agree, this is the word of the Lord. And it's extremely clear. And again, that's why Paul writes, it's how to give us better context now, to be married, I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband. But if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. I promise you, I'm closing. Just two verses today. Um, those of you know, those of you that are walking with us at, at uh, City Church, uh, I've recommended and given you, uh, as I was sharing this morning, the copies of the book by John Stott, the theologian, late theologian, uh, radical disciple. When we really understand what it means to be a Christ follower, we'll understand that it's, it's, it's radical. It, it's, it's radical. It is so different from what we think is okay. It is so different from what culture says is permissible. It is radical. It is, it, it exposes, see, again, as I, it, Sister Meeks has one of those makeup mirrors, you know, it's like you flip it one way, you can see it a certain magnification, you flip it the other way, it's like, woo! <laughs> Don't flip it the other way if you really want to see what, you, what you're going to see. It just, you, your nose gets huge, you, you, the, the blackheads, the, 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 the warts, the pimples, and everything. It's like, wow, I thought I looked pretty good. I really did until the magnification came. I don't look so good. It looks, it looks, it looks pretty gnarly, to be quite, quite, quite honest with you. Uh, see, uh, as, as, as a Christ follower, we're not religious zealots. 
We're not groupies. We're not hangers-on. Uh, when, 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 when Paul and his merry band were in Thessalonica, they were, they, were, they were chased out of town. Why? What did they say about him and that group? They're turning the world upside down. That's, 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 that's the text. That's what the book of Acts said. They're turning the world upside down. So in relationships, what we want to be is completely, we, what we, what we on, a, on a natural level, we want to be completely different from what God wants. Uh, so if I want to be what God wants me to be, my prayer ought to be, Lord, conform me into your image. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, my natural tendency is not to do right. Again, my, my 30 second, uh, that's all I got. I, maybe 30 seconds of, of, of semi-good behavior. But after that, Mark's going to show up. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to think the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. Uh, but, but, but that's why my constant prayer, particularly at, at my tender age now, uh, is... God, your will be done. Your will be, your will be done. If I'm truly a radical disciple, I want to bring glory, honor, and praise in every aspect of my life, especially the most intimate thing this side of eternity that I can enter into. I want to give him absolute glory, honor, and praise. Otherwise, everything else is just a cheap, not even a good imitation, but a, a, a cheap uh, piece of art that we pretend, well, this is good enough. No, it's, it's not only not good enough, it's completely foreign to what I've been asking. I'm, I, I'm done. That's why um, God, through the prophets, said to the people, to the Jews, to the nation, uh, I don't want your feasts. I don't want your sacrifices. I don't want your songs. I don't want anything you have to offer because you're doing these things, but your heart is far from me. I don't, what, what, what I, I, can, I, can, I can order up uh, anything I want. I'm God. I speak things. Ex nihil. I speak things into existence. That's I'm God. I do, th- I do stuff like that. I, I don't need your offering. I want you. Yes, yes. I, I want you. And if I have you, I got your offering. And not some lame imitation, but I got the real deal. Yes. I, got the, I got the legit, real deal offering that will make you do crazy things like sing praises of God while you're cleaning toilets. Let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs>